return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. All right, Pastor Rand has got a word for us tonight. Let's welcome him, all right, as he comes to share here. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you came out tonight. Thank you, Pastor Dave, for the opportunity to minister tonight. You know, I thought to myself, if people knew just how powerful the Holy Spirit is, this place would be filled. Amen. Churches all over the United States would be filled. I've been reading a book called God's Generals, and uh, it talks about Amy Simple McPherson, who was a a leader in, in uh, people getting baptized in the Holy Spirit through her ministry and healings. Uh, John G. Lakes was another one I've been reading about. Um, Charles Parham. Um, and just these amazing ministers that they'd, have, they'd hold rallies and thousands of people would come to their rallies. And it's so easy to think, well, what's, why isn't, isn't it happening now? You know, why isn't it happening where I'm at? But Pastor Dave and I were just looking at a, a guy the other day in Guatemala or in, he's from Argentina. He's from Argentina. Yeah. But he, he has meetings that the houses are packed. I mean, just thousands of people in the houses. Yeah. And he doesn't even, people are getting slain in the spirit. Yeah. He's just waving his arm, yeah. Yeah. and the whole congregation fall over. Just the, the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I thought, you know, these things are happening in the oh, world. Yeah. Amen. Oh, yeah. Amen. The Holy Spirit is alive and well in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as a, as a as a church, as a body of Christ, we, we want to realize and recognize when the Holy Spirit's moving. Amen. Yeah. So then I was just in my office earlier to, today and I read a, Char- a Charisma magazine article about the divorce between the Word and the Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah. And it was a really good article. It was really interesting. It talked a lot about how you, know, there's, you have a, a group of pastors and leaders that yeah. preach only the Word and don't want anything to do with the gifts of the Spirit. Right. You know, it's, it's really sound doctrine, it's yeah. good doctrine, but they don't, they're not interested in, in the miraculous healings as much, or the speaking yeah. in tongues, or the interpretation. Yeah. And then you have another group of leaders that is only interested in the tongues, and the interpretation, and the healings, and the miracles, yeah. but they're a little looser on the doctrine, That's right. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And he was saying how this marriage, you know, this divorce, yeah. you know, can be, you know, when it's together, amen, uh-huh. there's power. So you have a lot of pastors that preach without any power. They preach sound doctrine, but there's no power behind the message because they're quenching the Holy Spirit before He can even move. Yeah. Amen? And I thought, you know, just how sad that is, yeah. you know? Um, because we, we get power from on high, amen? So it's tra- it was transferred to us, amen? We were given the keys to death, hell, and the grave, amen? To, to In authority and with power to speak to illnesses, amen? To cast out demons, yeah. Amen. And when we believe and when we preach the gospel, signs and wonders should follow. Yes. Amen. And, and there's different kinds of signs and wonders. This isn't my message at all. 
But there's different kinds of signs and wonders. There's, you know, salvation. That's a, that's a sign and a wonder. When yeah. somebody gets their salvation, that's a miracle. Yeah. Because yeah. we have to receive it by faith. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We can't, we can't see it. Amen. It's, it's, it's a long, you know, it feels like it's a long ways off. We can't see it. But when somebody gets saved, and we got these people in prisons that are flocking to the jail services, amen, and getting saved and getting baptized, amen, getting baptized in the Holy Ghost. Yeah. It's a miracle. Yeah. It really is. Because, yeah. because in their mind, before that happened, there was no hope. Especially right. these people that may have been, are serving life in prison. Right. Or, you know, on, on uh, death row. Yeah. Right? They don't have any hope. But with Jesus, we have hope. Amen. Amen. But we can't just present a word without power. Right. Yeah. Amen. It's going to be, you know, Amen. you're going to be sleeping through the sermon or whatever. <laughs> but we have to have power behind the words that we right. speak. Yeah. Amen. And you see this with the, with the uh, apostles. Amen. When, when, when Peter spoke after the day of Pentecost, after they were all in the upper room, there was power behind his message. Mm-hmm. You had 3,000 people say, what, can, what should we do? Amen. Amen. Because there's so much power. There's so much. The, the Holy Spirit was there and present. Amen. Yeah. And right now, tonight, the Holy Spirit is here and present. Yeah. Thank you, Amen. Yeah. And uh, and so I don't know why the Lord had me share that, but it's so important to have power. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And there is a verse that I've been reading and just kind of digesting a little bit in Luke four, eighteen. Yeah. It's when Jesus is in the uh, synagogue, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And you know, we have an anointing on our lives to do this. I mean, we have an anointing on our lives to yeah. preach the gospel to the yeah. poor. Amen. Amen. To preach the gospel to the rich. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. We have an anointing on our life to heal the brokenhearted. Yeah. Amen. Through Jesus' name, through the blood of Jesus, through Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Deliverance to the captives. Recovery of sight of the blind. And liberty to them that are bruised. Yes. Amen. And so we have a calling. Each of us have a calling, an anointing to do this. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Because Paul says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So if we imitate Christ... You know, then the things that he was anointed to do, we're all anointed to do. Amen. Amen. Right. Um, he was anointed to die on the sins of our, on the cross for our sins. We're not anointed to do that. Right. But his ministry, amen, from yeah. the start of his ministry until his death, all these things that he did, it says they will do, with the Holy Spirit, they will do these things and even greater. Yep. Amen. So we all have a calling. We all have an anointing, a part of Jesus' ministry. Amen. Yes. Yes. And so whenever, I guess whenever you feel... Like, what is my ministry? Or what am I called to do? Just know that you're called to do what Jesus did. Amen. Amen. That's right. We're called to, to have healings happen in our ministry. We're called right. to, to, to preach the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Amen. And I think that's so encouraging. Amen. Because there's so many people out there that are Christians that are, are wondering, what's my purpose in life? You know, what's, what am I here to do? Amen. We're here to do what Jesus did. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just pray first. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word going forth that does not return void, Lord. Help us absorb it into our spirit, Father, that that we see only you, Jesus. We thank you for your power going behind the word, Lord, and, and, and the motor behind the word. 
the doctrine that, that you have in your word. We thank you for blessing us tonight with an anointed word in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to talk about receiving God's best. Amen. Because God wants us to have the best. Amen. And we should want to have the best. Amen. We don't want to be ashamed. You know, the gospel is the best. We don't want to be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So we don't want to be ashamed to have the best that God has for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So what is God's best for us? Jeremiah 29, 11. And I know Jeremiah 29, 11 is, is a verse that everybody knows. But I want to look at verses 12 and 13 also. It says, For I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call on me and you will come and pray to me, and I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Then with a deep longing you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity, and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. Amen. And so remember, he's talking to an Israelite nation that has just forsaken God. He's talking to, in a sense, sinners, people that, that are far away from God. You know, and there, he told them later on that you're going to be in captivity for 70 years. I'm going to lie to be in captivity for 70 years. And so in verse 12, it says, you will call on me and I will come and pray to me and I will hear your voice and I will listen to you. Amen. And so we're living in a New Testament now. Amen. So this part, amen, it applies to us. When we call on him, he hears us. When we pray to him, he hears us. Amen. And he listens to us. And then it says, with a deep longing, you will seek me. Amen. Something that, that in, every, in every minister of yesteryear that I've read about, there was a deep longing for the things of God. Amen. And so it's not a, Pastor Dave was talking about the 30 seconds, spending time with the Lord for 30 seconds. That's not longing for Jesus. Amen. Longing for Jesus is on our knees in prayer, fervent prayer. Amen. Or, or, or reading the word, trying to understand and, and grasp what the, what the Lord is telling us. Amen. But it says, a longing you will seek me and require me as a vital necessity. Amen. So basically, where he's saying that we, get, we want to get to a point where we know that we cannot live without Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's like drinking water, breathing air. Amen. We want to get to a point where, where we're so, you know, if we go for a certain amount of time without being in the presence of the Lord, we're, we're de- being, feeling deprived of, you know, of spiritual food. Yeah. You know, just like if we go without air, we're being deprived of oxygen. We can't live without oxygen. Amen. And so, as a vital necessity, and you will find me when you search for me with all your heart. You know, our God is a simple God who wants simple things. Amen. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 11, uh, 11, 3, But I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Amen. Think about when God was in the, in the Garden of Eden. And Adam and Eve, he had just created man in his own image, and he, and he just took Eve out of, the, um, out of the rib of Adam. Amen. And I thought, what was God's job when he did that? Because Adam was told, Adam and Eve were told to subdue the earth. He, get, he was given dominion over the earth, so, so God wasn't ruling the earth. Amen. He was given dominion over the fish and the seas and the, and the beasts that roamed the earth. And of all the fields, amen. So God wasn't tending to the sheep. He, was, you know, he wasn't tending to the animals. 
Um, he wasn't ruling over man how a king would rule over man. Amen. Um, he told Adam to do all that. He didn't name any of the animals. He didn't make decisions. Amen. Executive decisions. Adam was in charge of all that. Amen. And, uh, and it wasn't, like I said, he wasn't ruling over man like a king rules over his people. The Bible says that when he was looking for Adam and Eve, he was walking in the cool of the day. Which I would guess he probably did that every day. Walked in the cool of the day with man. Amen. With Adam and with Eve. God's number one priority, and it hasn't changed, is to have a perfect relationship with us. Amen. I mean, that was God's job. That's what he ordained himself to do when he created man and woman in his own image. Amen. Was to have a relationship with us. That's that's what he's longing for. He wants a relationship with us. Amen. He wants a perfect relationship with us. And if God's best for himself is a perfect relationship with us, then God's best for us is a perfect relationship with him. Amen. When we have a relationship with Jesus Christ, amen, everything else can fall into place. Amen. So God's best, it starts with the relationship. Amen. Being a Christian is about a relationship, not about a religion. Amen. And so we want to have a good relationship with him. When you read verses 12 and 13 in Jeremiah, it's all about conversing with him and longing for him and relying on him. Amen. When we enter into this relationship with Jesus, we're allowing him to take care of us and we're allowing him to provide for us. And that's what he wants to do. He wants to be our caretaker. I mean, he wants to be the one that we come to when we need help. He wants to be the one that that when we're when we're when we're down, we can come to and we can put our head on his shoulder and cry on his shoulder. Amen. He wants to mourn with us when we mourn. He wants to rejoice with us when we rejoice. Amen. He wants to. It says that Jesus clicks, sticks closer than a than a brother. Amen. And so that's what he wants from us. That's his best for us is a perfect relationship with him. Amen. The Bible says, "The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want." Amen. And so when we have that relationship with Jesus, we're not in lack. Amen. We're not, we're not in um, bondage. We're not, we're not needing things in our life. Amen. Yeah. Because of our relationship with Jesus, he also gives us spiritual gifts and ministries. So how we receive the best from God, amen, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 11, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. There are diversities of ministries, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. Amen. To another, faith by the same Spirit. And another, gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, the prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues, but one in the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Yeah. If we drop down to verse 27, it says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually, and God has appointed these in the church. Yeah. First the pro- apostles, second prophets, third teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, administrations, variety of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all, all, all prophets? Are all teachers? Are all workings of miracles? Do all have the gifts of healings? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? But earnestly desire the best gifts, and I, yet I show you a more excellent, excellent way. Amen. So again, we see the Word working with the Spirit, with the Holy Spirit, being together. Amen. And it says, earnestly desire the best gifts. 
And I thought, what are the best gifts? Like, you know, he's talking about these gifts, but how do I desire the best gifts? How can I obtain that? Amen. How do I get the, what, the best what God has for me? And there's a couple of things. I know there's a lot of different things that you could probably say. I feel like the Lord gave me five things here. But the first one is to love Jesus and to love people just like Jesus loves us. Amen. And so when we do that, because then, so that's the end of, of chapter 12. And then in chapter 13, it talks about the greatest gift. Amen. The, the gift of love. And it goes through and it says that without, you know, what good is prophecy without love? It's like, it's like nothing. Amen. What, what good is, is healings and miracles without love? Nothing. Faith without love doesn't do anything. Amen. And so something that's really essential and critical to receiving what God has for us is loving people and loving God just as Jesus loved us. Amen. Ephesians 3, 17 through 19 says that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that, excuse me, you being rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. To know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge. Amen. He wants us to have a love for people that passes knowledge. Amen. He wants us to have a love for, for Jesus, for himself, that passes knowledge. Amen. That when we, that we can't even think of it, think it up. Amen. That we just love almost blindly, unconditionally towards people, unconditionally towards God. Amen. And it says that we're rooted and we're grounded in love. Amen. He wants us to be rooted. He wants us to be to be secured in love. Amen. Not in anything else. Well, we know God is love. We know Jesus and and, and God the Son, the Holy Spirit is a Godhead three in one. Amen. So we need to be rooted in Jesus. Amen. And then it says to know the love of Christ is passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. So fullness means full measure and completion. He wants us to be complete. It is it describes. In my, in my text, it said, it describes a ship with full cargo and crew in a town with no empty houses. <laughs> Amen. So in our life, you know, the Bible talks about us being mature Christians. Yeah. Amen. Well, it talks about being perfect Christians, which translated into mature. Right. Well, when we're focused on the Lord, amen, and we see weaknesses in our, in our life, amen, that's like an empty house. Yep. Amen. But what does the Bible say? It says that, he, that we can be filled with all the fullness of God. No empty houses. I mean, he doesn't want any empty any parts in our life that are empty. Amen. He wants everything full with Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The second thing is we need to run to him in times of need and in times of plenty. So all the time. Whenever we feel like we lack, whenever we feel like we have plenty. Amen. Just think about the prodigal son. The prodigal son leaves his father's house, takes everything that was allotted to him with him. I mean, he spends it all, wastes, wastes his money, and he says, I'm going to go back to my father's house and I'll be as one of his servants because they even have bread to eat. So he comes back and Luke 15:22 says, when he came from afar, this is what he said, he came from afar and the father runs out to greet him. The father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet. Amen. When the prodigal son came back, he didn't get the second best robe. Amen. When he ran back to the father and he didn't, and he, there was no, you know, everything was stripped. So he was coming back humble. Right. Amen. He had nothing to hang his hat on. No pride. Yep. When he came back, and he said, 
Father, I, I need you. I can't do anything. You know, I, I've wasted everything I had. I, I need you. What did the father do? He gave him his best robe. Probably gave, us his, gave him his finest jewelry. Amen. Didn't just kill a fat calf. Didn't just kill a regular calf that this one will do. He killed the fatted calf. Amen. And so he was, he was giving the best of what he had. The father, he prepared everything that he had that was the best. Amen. So when we run to the Father in times of need, He He provides us with the best. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. When we run to Him, we allow Him to give to give us the best, because He wants to. He wants. He earnestly desires to give us the best things. He earnestly desires to have a perfect relationship with us. That's what He wants. He's a He He loves people. He loves us. Amen. Even before we became Christians, even even before. Jesus came to the, He loved people. Amen. Amen. And so Philippians 4, 12 through 13 says, and Paul's talking here, he says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret, being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Yeah. I can do all things through Him who strengthens me, who gives me strength. Amen. Yeah. So what's the secret of being content? Amen. Knowing that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Amen. Why is he content? Because he knows he's never going to lack things that he needs. Amen. He talks about being in lack here, but he knew that he still had what he needed. Amen. He knew that through anything that he faced, he was more than a conqueror. Amen. He knew that through anything he could face, that he could do all things through Christ. Amen. That Christ was with him no matter what happened in his, in his physical life. Amen. So the secret of being content in every situation, knowing that we can do all things through Christ. Amen. Having a confidence that when we turn to Him in any situation, we can be content knowing that He's always faithful to yeah. us. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And think about relationships that are reciprocal. Yeah. So if, if we know that He's going to be faithful to us in all things, yeah. we want to be faithful to Him in all things. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And, and it, seems like, it seems like a tall order, doesn't it? Like, wow. How can I have the faithfulness of God? Or how can I love, you know, have, how can I have a love that passes knowledge towards people? Yeah. Well, because the Bible says we can. Yeah. Amen. We don't have to understand it with our, own, with our own mind. We're not going to understand it because right. everything that God does for us is beyond our understanding. Right. Amen. It says that he gives us peace that passes knowledge. That he gives us love that passes knowledge. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I mean, he gave, he gave uh, Solomon wisdom that Solomon probably, most of the time, he's like, what did I just say? You know, I, how, how am I this wise? And of course he knew that God had given him this wisdom. But with our earthly mind, we, can un, we can't understand the love that Jesus has for us. We can, we can think as wildly as we want to about Jesus' love. And we'll, and we'll never, there's always more. Yep. Amen? Yep. Even his grace, it says where sin abounds, grace abounds much more. Amen? So he always gives in surplus. He always gives more than enough. Amen? Hallelujah. The third thing is recognize and keep top of mind how good our Father is. And then Pastor Dave talked a lot about this subject. I'm not going to go into it too much. But James 1, 16-17 says, Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or no shadow of turning. And I love, you know, again, in context, it says, Do not be deceived. Amen. Amen. In my Bible, it starts, verse 17 starts on the top of the page. 
So that's the verse that I recognize at verse 17, that every good and every perfect gift. But the verse before that says, do not be deceived. We're seeing a deception in the body of Christ that he doesn't provide every good and perfect gift. Amen. So we don't want to be deceived. Amen. That he is good. That he's, that he's beyond good. Amen. John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more more abundantly. Verse 11, I am the good shepherd. Amen. So again, we, when we take the Bible in context of, yes. of what it says, amen, we can even get a bigger revelation, a deeper revelation yes. of what he's trying to tell us in his word. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Number four, trust in him completely. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Yeah. Hallelujah. Like Dikro said last Wednesday, we serve a God who wants to bless us. A jealous God that he wants to bless us himself. Amen. And I loved that word. It's such a powerful word that, that we can be in a place where, where, yeah, we have jobs and that's good. We need, we want jobs. Amen. That's how God blesses. He blesses us through jobs. Amen. He blesses us through gifts from people. Amen. But we want to be in a place where when we focus on the Lord, all these things come in, and it's great, but we, we're in a place that we rely on God. If all those other things went away. Yep. If, we, if we lost our job, if yep. we lost our family or our friends, we, want, we still, even when we have, what did he say, what did Paul say? When I'm in lack and when I have plenty. Right. And I know that I can do all things through Christ amen. who strengthens me. So when we have lack, amen, we're in a position where we're like, God, all I need is you. <laughs> and when we have plenty, we're in a position where we're like, God, all I need is you. Amen. And the, that's what the Lord wants. He wants a consistent relationship. Yep. Amen. Those who are married in here, you know, who wants a spouse that's this up here one day and the next day is down here and then up here and down, you know. We want a consistent, we like a consistent relationship with our spouse. Amen. Amen. Yep. It makes things easier. It's, it's more fun. Yep. Amen. God wants a consistent relationship with us. Uh-huh. Hallelujah. And he doesn't care about our, our you know, he, he's not a respecter of, the, of our physical needs as far as um, if we if we have a lot or if we have a little, I mean, he's worried about our heart. He wants our heart to be consistent. Amen. Our living situation, because we live in a fallen world, probably will never just be consistent. I mean, there's going to be troubles. There's going to be things that come up. I mean, but he's looking for a consistent heart, yep. for for a persistent heart to him. Amen. Yeah. Numbers thirteen one through two. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "Send me the, to the spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel." Notice, he said, before he even sent out the spies, I am giving this to the children of Israel. Amen. 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 From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. Go down, drop down to Numbers 13, 23. It says, And they came to the valley of Eshcol, and there cut down a branch with one cluster of grapes. They carried it between two of them on a pole. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. So notice, you know, they have to carry it on a pole. It's a cluster of grapes. You know, I have a cluster of grapes at home, and I can carry it with my hand like that. I just carry it, you know. They needed a pole so that, so that they could tie the grapes in between two people. Amen. It'd be like taking this stand like this, somebody on that end, probably longer, like that, like that, I think. And, uh, and Pastor Dave coming over here. Come over here. Amen. We'll go like this. Carry like this. Amen. And we have this, we have a bunch of stuff here. Carrying it right here, yep. amen, yep. 
And we're, and we're carrying, you know, just think of the amount of grapes and how big the grapes were. Hallelujah. So he's a good God. Amen. Number, then we go to Numbers 14.6. And they came back with the report that the fruit was amazing. The land was good. Probably the best land at that time. Because like I said, God doesn't give us second best. Amen. Exceedingly good. Amen. But then they said, but... But the people of the land are strong. Amen. They're big. They, they're going to beat us if we try to go in and take it. Numbers 14.6 says, But Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh. Aren't you glad for Joshua and Caleb? Amen. 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 Who were among those who had spied out the land, tore their clothes, and they spoke to all the congregation of the Israel, uh, uh, children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to the spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us. A land which, a land which flows with milk and honey. Yeah. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. Yeah. Amen. The Lord delights in us. I mean, he wants to give us good things. He wants us to have, like I said, he wants us to have the best. Amen. He wants us to he wants to give us the best of what we have what he has in store for us and we need to trust him to do that. We notice way back in numbers 13 which I am giving to the children of Israel. He already told them. Amen. If they would have trusted in the Lord, amen. If all 12 or all 10 would have trusted in the Lord, amen. Then they would have went and they would have taken the land. Amen. So we want to trust the Lord. And then it says in in numbers 14:9 only do not rebel against the Lord. And this is the last point I want to bring up. Be obedient to God. Amen. If we want the best of what God has for us, if you want the best of what God has for you, be obedient to God. Amen. Matthew 21, verse 28 says, But what do you think? A man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in the vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he regretted it and went. Then he came to the second son and said, likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir. And, you know, I tell my children, hey, can you your room? Oh, yeah, I will. I was just going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I go in there an hour later. It's still dirty. Amen. They eventually clean it. And he answered, I go, sir. But he did not go. Which of the two did, did the will of his father? Amen. They said to him, the first. Jesus said to them, assuredly, I say to you that the tax collectors... And the harlots enter the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But tax collectors and harlots believed him. And when you saw it, you did not afterwards relent and believe in him. Amen. So what he's saying is that even when somebody, somebody might reject the gospel for years. You know, there might be somebody who's on their deathbed. They have never received Jesus. They've said no, 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 no. But they only think if, if they, in the end, if they're obedient. And they do what the Lord wants them to do. Amen. Amen. They're going to inherit eternal life. Amen. But he's saying that if you say, yep, I'm a Christian, I'm religious, whatever. Yep, Lord, I'm going to do your will. And then you go out and we do our own thing. Amen. It's better to say no and then do it than to say yes and not do it. Amen. I'd rather my children fight me on cleaning the room, but then eventually go and do it than to say, yep, sounds good, sir. Right hand. Yes, sir. 
and then not do it. Amen. So he wants us to be obedient to him. Amen. Our eternal reward is in being faithful and obedient to Jesus throughout our life. I mean, when we do that, we have that, that we have that eternal reward. And not only is the reward eternal in heaven, but we're going to live a good life. We're going to live uh, a good quality of life. Amen. Hallelujah. Our eternal reward is by loving people and proclaiming the gospel. Hallelujah. One last scripture here. Isaiah 113 in the Amplified says, Do not bring worthless offerings again. I love that. Worthless offerings again. You know, don't keep bringing me worthless offerings. Your incense is repulsive. These are pretty strong words. Your incense is repulsive to me. Your new moon and Sabbath observances, the calling of assemblies, I cannot endure wickedness. Your sin, your injustice, your wrongdoings, and the squaler, I didn't look that word up, I'm not sure what squaler means, uh, of the festival, uh, festive assembly. Amen. So he's saying, I don't want your empty sacrifices. He doesn't want us to have an empty sacrifice. Mm-hmm. We bring a sacrifice of praise. Right. You know, is anybody else raising their hand behind me? Yeah. No, he wants a full sacrifice. Amen. Yeah. And then we get down to Isaiah 1, 18 through 19. It says, come now and let us reason together. You know, we can, we can reason with the Lord. Amen. Amen. He loves when we ask questions. You know, if, we're not, if we don't understand something, and we're like, God, why, do we, why should we do it this way? Why do we have to do it this way? You know? He loves to reason with us. He loves to, he loves to show us his goodness. He loves to show us what, we, what he wants us to do. It says, Lord, though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are like red like crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the best of the land. Yes. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. If you are willing and obedient, and you will eat the best of the land. You will receive the best of what God has for you. Amen. Even if we don't feel like it. Even if we don't feel like we're moving forward in the Lord. But we, but we haven't heard another word from the Lord. And we feel like, okay, I'm in the, I know I'm in God's will. I might not feel like it at the time, but I just, I know I am. I have to be. Amen. And you've been, re- and you've been reading, you've been praying, and you have, this, you have this inside of you that says, I know I'm in the will of God. I just need to, I just need to keep doing what I'm doing. Amen. That's what, that's what obedience is. Following the Lord even when you're not sure of what's going on around you. Yep. Amen. Following the Lord even though you maybe don't want to witness to this person. Or maybe it's too early in the morning to read the Bible, or, or you're tired from... Um, the day before, and so praying just doesn't feel like a, a good option. And being obedient to what Jesus says without having to feel like it, amen, yeah. he will give you the best of the land. Amen. He will give us the best of what he has. Amen. And the thing is, it's out there for us. Amen. He's not withholding it from us, amen. amen. We're kind of withholding it from ourselves when we do those things. Yeah. Amen. He, it's out there. It's, it's like a smorgasbord of yeah. goodness and, yeah. you know, and mercy. Goodness and mercy follow yeah. us all the days of our life, amen. Yeah. Signs and wonders can follow our ministries. Amen. Because we all have a ministry. I mean, we all have a ministry, a gospel ministry, a doctrine ministry that coincides with the spirit ministry, with the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we can use both together. It's important that we use both together. None of us as saints are inadequate to carry the power of the Holy Spirit with us wherever we go. I mean, we should always be expecting something good to happen. When we pray for somebody, we should always be expecting that they get healed. Amen. When we pray for somebody to receive salvation, I know there have been times where, where I prayed with somebody and I thought, you know, I hate that I thought, thought this, but it's like, 
well, did they really receive it? You know, I don't. Well, I can I can pray for them expecting them to receive it because it's not me. It's not it's not how I'm. You know, it's not my presentation of it. Yeah. And Paul said, I didn't come to you with flattering words. Yeah. Amen. So it's just we inform them and we expect the Holy Spirit to do something. Amen. Amen. If we're obedient and we follow the will of the Lord for for d- these different things, the Holy Spirit is always faithful yeah. and will always do. His, his word doesn't return void. Amen. That's right. Same thing with healing. There's been times where I pray for somebody and it's like, you know, you kind of, it's, especially if it's something big, you know, it's like, you know, okay, Lord, you better show up because, you know, I've never, you know, I've never healed a blindness before, or, you know, whatever you're praying for. But when we come expecting, even if it doesn't happen at that time, right. amen, if we come expecting, we know, okay, I was obedient to what Jesus wanted me to do. Yeah. I was obedient to lay my hands on this person. I was obedient to go and talk to this person. Yeah. They might... You know, I had, we were uh, ministering downtown at the bars one time when I was in college, and, uh, and there was a guy, we were by, uh, I can't remember which one, which one of the bars, but he was coming, and I, I just gave him a track, I said, hey, Jesus loves you, he has a good plan for your life, and I'm walking away, and he takes it, and he throws it down, and he's like, and he says, if you ever come near my kids, I'm going to kill you. And used a bunch of expletives in the, in the middle of that. And I thought, you know, in that situation, I thought, wow, that didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, and you kind of got intimidated or whatever. But then later on, I realized that, you know what, I was being obedient to Jesus. And because of that, amen, it doesn't matter what I saw. Amen, there was a seed planted. Amen. When we pray for somebody, even if something doesn't happen at the time, there is a seed planted. Amen. Maybe, maybe... Maybe their heart was softened towards somebody else who's going to pray. Totally. Amen. But the anointing is here to heal, Amen. and the anointing works through us. Amen. Right. We don't want to bring an empty sacrifice like Cain did to the Lord. Amen. An empty sacrifice means that we don't give our best effort. It means that we, don't hold, that we hold back portions for ourselves. When we don't give our best effort, we aren't setting ourselves up to receive His best. Amen. We will never be perfect, but we can give a perfect effort. Yep. There's a movie that I watched when the game stands tall and the coach, that was one of his speeches. Yep. You're never going to be perfect, but you can give a perfect effort. We can give a perfect effort for the Lord, amen? Amen. amen. Say yes to Jesus and what he calls you to do, and then be obedient to that calling. Our eternal reward is in being faithful and obedient to Jesus throughout our life. Amen. And the Bible says that... that, that um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, um, by the mercy of God, present yourself a living sacrifice, which is a reasonable service. Amen. Thank you. Um, presenting our bodies as a sacrifice to Him. Amen. Being obedient to Him is our reasonable service to Him. Amen. Yeah. By loving Jesus and loving people and proclaiming the gospel, Amen. Um, our eternal reward, a reward is there for us. Amen. Loving Jesus, loving people, has Jesus loved us. Amen. But we have to be willing to want the best. Thank you. Amen. Yes. Because being a Christian, you know, in, especially in other countries, isn't easy. Right? There's persecutions and different things. Right. But what do they want? They want the best that God has for them. Amen. Amen. We, want to want, we want to have the best that God has for us. Amen. No matter what goes on in this, you know, with yeah. politics in the United States or, yeah. you know, any persecution that we face as well, yeah. we want to make sure, amen, that we're faithful and obedient to Jesus. Yeah. Our God is an awesome God. He 
Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylifeatbrookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.